0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship.
0: Ooh, oh, man!
1: It's been a long time! Man, we have not recorded in how many weeks? It's been like two months. No,
0: it's not. It's been two it months. It has not been two months. It's been Stop two it. months. I was gone for like a month. You were not gone. You were gone for two weeks. I, well, whatever. It's all the same. You were
1: gone for... Actually, maybe, you might be right. It might be closer to a month than uh, I realized. Yeah. Cause you were gone for for a week and a half, then I was gone for a week, so it was about two and a half, three weeks. Yeah,
0: and we recorded we recorded a bunch in advance. Yeah, so, and
1: those are now gone. Yeah,
0: we got to record this and drop it in a, like a day. Mm-hmm. So
1: <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. You know, if, if uh, those other suckers could do it, we could do it. Yeah,
0: we, yeah, and we were. Fueled by cigars, as everyone knows.
1: Well, we're powered by cigars. Powered, powered. By, the same thing. No, it's not. Why powered not? What's the c- difference? Because we trademarked that one. Powered. Oh, by that's cigars. right.
0: Powered. <laughs> yeah, we're at the cigar shop back here again. Mm. And, so, but, uh,
1: how is South Africa?
0: Everybody knows it was fine. It was good. It They haven't heard from you. How, uh, well, right. South Africa was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so what would you do there? Like, Just so that people... Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Because you didn't really give us any info going in. I know. People were like, attention. how come you didn't... Like,
0: because uh, you didn't pay attention at all. Yeah, first of all, it's not my job to promote. I just go. No, uh, That's just no, what I, it I do. It is your job to promote. No, I, I don't it is promote. your job.
1: It's at least your job to know what your schedule is. And you had no idea what your schedule is. I knew I was speaking like
0: every day. And I knew basically what I was preaching on, so there All you go. Right. You didn't do your job. But I did. did, so did a great job. Now that
1: you finally did it, and, and you know what uh, Trump said Stephen when he was asked. Kupalczyk
0: finally, uh, Donald Trump was asked, "Well, how he, how he would grade himself on his presidency so far recently? Mm. What what do you think he gave himself? It was a grade. It was a grade. Now you have to now. What would Donald Trump give himself as a grade? As for a grade, first year and a half as president, what grade does he give himself?
1: Yeah, uh, he probably gave himself
0: uh Twelve. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. That's right because it's Trump. No, no, no. you told him he a gave, grade. He gave, and he'll give you a. No, tweet, give, he gave himself a, a letter grade. What did he give himself? Uh, a plus. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, of course he gave himself so a plus. It's just so funny. No, but it's like, it's like, listen. If I was gonna, if I thought I did really good. I would say A plus. Like A plus mm. is like that's not even a thing. Come on. Like,
1: no, I'm not asking how you did. I know. Yeah, how no, you I did. know. I'm just saying it's funny. Well, I'm I was. I
0: was gonna say I'd give myself an A plus. This is what I was gonna say. Um, would you really? No, of course not. So I yeah, heard from Kapalchek.
1: No, you, you should not be giving yourself an A plus.
0: Uh, so there's a there's a Christian bookstore there. Um, large Christian bookstore. Coombe books. Uh, Christian art um and and, some
1: new age so no no, no, no.
0: (laughs) so um yeah basically they had me come in and i wound up preaching uh, i think i preached i don't know 11 or 12 times and um yeah it was great and you went on
1: tbn
0: i went on tbn uh, so uh, tbn south africa tbn africa
1: is what it is yeah no i've watched tbn africa yeah it's just as bad
0: here well no no the difference is the difference is they actually have on guys like Piper and stuff as well. Okay. So they have the same stuff, mm-hmm. but they have more stuff. Oh, okay. okay. And they, have, they, they add good. Oh, oh, okay. Now is it
1: out. good Piper from when he was younger or good Piper when he's tweeting now?
0: No, no. It's not, uh, it's not, it, it's 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 not uh, <laughs> present Piper. Yeah. It's not Maybe pre- it is. I don't know. I don't watch TV. Um, <laughs> no, it was great, man. I preached at, uh, so I basically, um, I was able to do um, talks, I know I said I brought this preaching, party, but the coffee I have is horrible. Great. So he, Jimmy, Jimmy bought me an iced coffee from. What so And he's drinking it now in front of me. He just I, took the. He just took the straw. Man, he just, he's he's no, throwing it, it away. Drink this coffee. It's I'm horrible. not drinking your at home coffee. Oh, your Folgers. No, well, yeah. It's hey. Not Folgers. Thanks, Michelle. It, but it was yeah. Michelle. Oh, that made it. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians and their coffee. Yeah. Boy, they're known for their coffee. <laughs> coffee game in Canada, man. They got it going on. <laughs> Anyways, nobody cares. It was really good. I had a, mm-hmm. I was really blessed. I mean, great connections with the Crossway people, yep. of course. That's good. And now um, you also
1: made connections with the local law enforcement. We saw on Instagram
0: what
1: we saw on Instagram. I you posted a photo of you. That. in the mm. police station. Are you saying that's oh, not true? Oh,
0: yeah, no, I did. Yeah, well, you know, I do wind up in the police station okay, from time so, to time. So what? Ha- it why, doesn't matter. We really got to get going. No, we don't have a lot of time today. Day. Because why um, were you in there? I was a witness to a crime, and you uh know, what'd you see? Oh, I guess you can't really I, talk about it because you get. Yeah, no, I, for, it, no, it's over. It's all wrapped so really, up. So, now, now I can say, I, I, I witnessed uh, the disappearance of my passport while I was in uh, South Africa.
1: How about instead of witness, you experienced the disappearance of I, I lost of your passport.
0: my passport.
1: How does that happen?
0: You, you big dummy. No, I listen. You, how does that happen? I called Jimmy and I'm like, dude, I lost my passport. And, uh, and I, I was like, I didn't want to tell you because I know you're going to make fun of me. And you were like, Dude, I would never make fun of you. This is serious (laughs) stuff, man. Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, man, thanks. Thanks for not making fun of me. He's like, yeah, man. You dummy! <laughs> Five minutes of Jimmy blasting me for losing my passport. On, who does that? How do you lose your passport? Uh, somebody probably stole it because they stole some money. No, but then how, oh, money, okay, I really that. stuff? All right, the... I didn't mention any of that when I was on the trip. Oh, I, didn't, when he, I didn't want people going, oh Aw. yeah. But now you want them. I all. would rather no, no, no. Now I just don't care. But at the time, I would rather them yell at me for being dumb than go, oh, you lost, <laughs> you know, somebody took your stuff. So, anyways, yeah, I lost my passport. I had You at least made photocopies
1: purpose. for like when you go in to get.
0: I have photos of my okay, passport. Okay, good. Yes. So yeah, you always do that. Good, yeah, good. Yeah,
1: sure you want to make sure on my passport.
0: That. I mean, I didn't have them, but um, so but I, but, but the publisher did. So they. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, Kapalchek was your babysitter. Kapalchek, yes, he's my he manny. Went, he he is my your manny. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Love wow. those guys, man. Those guys were awesome. The cool thing about um, the guys at Crossway, like mm. you know, we spent a lot of time together traveling. You know, in interco- country flights and hotels and all that, and. Uh, and they like they let me roll with them like everywhere and hang out and uh they were just it was really cool because mm. you know, they're professional, cool guys and then me. And then they were cool with it. So we had a really good time. Good. It was awesome.
1: Well, Joe what are we gonna talk about today? Now that we're finally back. Ugh, we're finally okay. back into the sixteen eighty nine.
0: Yeah, well we're we're finally gonna hit something that we've never talked about before. Ever. The doctrine of providence. <laughs> <laughs> chapter five is what we're in. Chapter five, we're going to do paragraphs one and two, and I'm pretty sure I, I I'm not. I'm hopefully he'll show up, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Thomas Watson's going to stop by today. While oh, we're most likely. Most so likely he he'll, he might have some things to say. <laughs> um, we love us some Watson. So uh, chapter five, paragraph one. Jimmy, you want to read paragraph one? Yep. Yeah. All right. Paragraph one.
1: God, the good creator of all things, in his infinite power and wisdom, does uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all creatures and things, mm. from the greatest even to the least, by his most wise and holy providence, to the end for the which they were created. Not for the
0: which. Yeah, no.
1: for the which they were created. To the <laughs> en- Wait, stop. <laughs> to the end for the which they were created, according unto his infallible foreknowledge and the free and immutable counsel of his own will, to the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy. It's
0: great. I thought I could trip you up. Paragraph two. Although in relation to the foreknowledge and decree of God, the first cause, all things come to pass immutably and infallibly, so that there is not anything that befalls any by chance or without his providence, yet by the same providence he ordered them to fall out according to the nature of second causes, either necessarily, freely, or contingently. Mm. All right. This is good stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, and it, it, it winds up hitting on a lot of issues, doctrines, controversies, and it implies some really practical things for us to consider for our everyday lives. Yeah.
1: And I think uh, when we're talking about providence, I mean, we're talking about something that that is a sticking point among, you know, believers. Right. Right. Uh, what is the extent of God's providence and what is that? What's the impact of God's providence in the life of the believer?
0: Right, right. And so we should probably start by explaining, you know, well, what is providence? I mean, how do we talk yeah. about it, um, in our, in our, um, in our own lives in our own ministry? Um, if you have to explain to somebody what providence is, Jimmy, what do you say?
1: Well, I guess, I mean, providence, I would talk about, uh, that it's, it's, it's God's, uh, hand, I think in the life of the believer, God's, oh, I like that. God's, uh, I mean the the six eighty nine talks about ordering, right? So yeah. it's like it's it's intentional. There's an intentionality there, there's a plan, it's the sovereign plan of God in the life of the believer and God brings it about right. uh, by his means.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like how you said it's God's hand in the life of the believer. Yeah. Of course, It's not just in the life of the believer, as, as the 1689 says, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's God's uh, hand in all, all things. All creations, yeah. Right? So, yeah, I think about it, uh, you know, the, the, the 1689 talk, talks about order. Um, I've usually talked about it in terms of governing, yep. uh, as other theologians have. Uh, God governs all things. He's involved in all things. Um, I had a friend that used to say a lot that God is a God of details. His name was Nathan. I went to Moody with him. He was my roommate for a while. And he would just say, I love that God is a God of detail that like the small parts of my life um, are not only not beyond his reach, but they are a part of the outworking of his plan. And so when I think about Providence, uh, I would say it's God's active involvement in every detail of our lives and the created order.
1: Oh, I love that. I mean, uh, I mean, we talked to we. Hey, you know what? Oh, come on in.
0: Yeah, I didn't yeah. think he was going to show. He, he
1: did show. Yeah, there he is. Come Tommy! on, Tommy. 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 Oh, here's Tommy. Thomas Watson says, "Providence <laughs> is God's ordering all, all right, outcomes." Wait, wait,
0: wait. This is so good, you got to read it without without me laughing over all you right, it.
1: All <clears> right, <throat> Providence is God's order. Okay. Providence is God's ordering all outcomes and events of things after the counsel of His will to His own glory. Boom. Boom. I call Providence. God's ordering things to distinguish it from His decrees. God's decrees, or sorry, God's decree ordains things that shall happen. God's providence orders them. Yeah, so there's that distinction between Mm -hmm. the two, between the decree of God, which we talked about, right, and the providence of God, which we're speaking of now.
0: He's actively involved in all of the outworkings of the decree, um, in our every day, every minute. Existence, yeah, right. So I think that's that's helpful, and you know, I know some people <laughs> they well, have a problem with they have a problem with providence.
1: Well, who 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 would be some people? Uh, what do you mean, some people?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Blayton showers. Oh what's goodness. his name? I forget. <laughs> no, <laughs> Bl- no. Showers. no don't, don't. no, it's Blayton showers. No, 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 he's no? not. He's should not I gonna... not call him out? No, no you could call him out. Oh, okay, but don't so
1: don't... No, no, right. no, you can't. No, I don't understand. He's not BJ Smalls.
0: No, I okay. obviously exactly. Tijuana is his own person. Tijuana,
1: exactly. So don't, don't.
0: Conflate no, they're, the they're, I'm
1: not. Don't conflate the two. I'm not conflating by them by putting them on the same level. How am I putting them? With,
0: with, no, wait. Listen. Let me. Doctor
1: Layton Flowers has. Oh, an issue Layton. I'm no, sorry. Yes. Lay-
0: <laughs> we actually like Layton. Exactly. There's part like- of the difference. And, <laughs> and he's a believer. <laughs> yeah. We actually, he actually does know and love Jesus. Um, and uh, Tijuana?
1: I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'll just be. i honest. Tijuana, uh, we will we'll go ahead and keep you know going down that. Road. I'm just
0: joking around, Layton. Uh, I don't think you're listening, but if you are, yeah, I'm joking around. Yeah, we all know you are. So I know, like, now of course, Doctor Layton. Flowers yeah. listens to Fofo. <laughs> to Fofo? Yep. <laughs> Who well, listens to me, Blayton? Um, of course, Dr. Flowers uh, believes in the doctrine of providence. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a biblical concept. He's going to affirm providence. But he's going to have a very different uh, position on what that is. The in scope details. of it. Yeah, yeah than we would. Um, but here are some things that, that stick out in paragraphs one and two as it relates to the doctrine of providence right um in light of this definition right um god's ordering of all of these things uh the 1689 points out that because the doctrine of providence is true it means there is no such thing as chance yep. and there is no such thing as blind determinism. Oh, yeah. So when we're talking about chance, like what do I mean, what do people mean when they say like, you know, oh, this was just a chance? Like it
1: was just a random occurrence. Like there was just there's no
0: rhyme or reason to it. Right. It's just a, I, I think another way. It's a coincidence. Right. right. It's like I would say like, yeah, I like that. It, it, it ranges from in your perspective. Right. Some people yeah. would call it coincidence. Other people might call it chaos. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. And um, but chaos is a myth. Because it, it, it might look that way to you, it might feel that way to you, but the doctrine of providence says that no, it, chaos is a myth. God has a purpose. God has a, a plan and an order to all of the events that are happening. In oh, exactly. Lives. And I mean, as a believer,
1: we we fundamentally know this from from creation, right? Like that God put order. He, he subdued chaos and yeah. ordered all things.
0: Right. Right out of Genesis. So we have we have a God who reigns, who rules, yep. and who orders, and th- um, we're going to talk about the—but you should already begin to sense, like, this doctrine has direct um, impact on the state of our soul oh, yeah. in the midst of trouble and chaos. Yeah. Uh, so um, we're going to come back to that, but just hang on to that. So there's no such thing as chance, mm-hmm. but there's also no such thing as blind determinism. And and this is important because, you know, when we start talking about the, uh, the doctrine of providence and Reformed Baptist theology— uh, a lot of people will accuse us of this sort of a thing as yeah. if um, all things are happening in an ordered, orderly, mechanistic fashion in such a way that we are puppets mm-hmm. we are, or robots. We are simply programmed to do what we're going to do. Yeah. We don't have a will, um, and everything is compulsory. Uh, the, the The perspective in Reformed theology is that while God is sovereign over all things, orders all things um, that we are still rational creatures who act freely mm. in accordance with our natures. Absolutely. And so we've talked about this a lot. We keep yeah. coming back to this because people do bring it up. And I understand. I understand the struggle with it. Totally, totally. I mean, um, and, 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 I, and I get like you might, some people might want to say, well, listen, um, I don't see how you can say that we have any kind of of will that is free in any way. I don't see how you cannot conclude it, that everything is it, this is hard determinism and we don't um, you know we don't have any choices and, and anything that we do uh, how can you say that it isn't ultimately from God? I mean it, it's almost as if they they look at the, the the simple statement that God orders all things uh, in accordance with his decree. Uh, and they say they don't see any other way than to go with, okay, so doesn't matter what we do. Uh, it's all going to be a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the full biblical picture is this both and, that God is fully sovereign over all things. He yeah. providentially cares for all things. Yes. Um, he, he has uh, his decree and he has his providence. And yet with that, in that, Um, we're not eliminating second causes. Mm. Um, we are not eliminating the, the reality that what we do, we want to do, and we make real choices that, um, that are not coerced out of us by some outside force. Yeah. So there's mystery there. We always embrace the mystery, but, um, there's a difference between blind determinism and God's sovereign determinism, uh, his... His holy and, and righteous determinism mm-hmm. uh, that allows us to work within accord uh, to our natures and um, do the things that we want to do.
1: Yeah, Joe. I mean, along those lines, I think one of the things that people keep bringing up, and I know Dr. Flowers has has mentioned in the past that is, um, if if God is sovereign and if God has decreed or if God is uh, God in His providence, like and He's ordering all these things, does that then not mean that He is the He is the author or uh he's responsible for evil then
0: yeah and we, we talk we keep coming back to this uh because it is a, a big question it's a question that psalmists will ask uh to God himself or or the prophets and um and God has answers you know Paul deals with this sort of a thing in Romans 9 about God's sovereignty and and our responsibility yeah um and th- there's a, there's a couple of things I think that that we need to keep in mind um The easier thing to do for me would be to to just read Thomas Watson um, because what he says here is, um, well, he's going to say it better than I do. But just 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 listen to what he says and, Mm. and try to understand, even if you don't agree, try to understand this perspective. Watson says, but some may say if God has a hand in ordering all things that fall out, then he has a hand in the sins of men. I answer, no, by no means. He has no hand in any man's sin. God cannot go contrary to his own nature. He cannot do any unholy action, any more than the sun can be said to be darkened. Here you must take heed of two things. One, you must take heed of making God ignorant of men's sins, and two, you must take, take heed of making God to have a hand in men's sins. Is it likely that God is both the author of sin and the avenger of sin? Is it likely... uh is it a likely thing that, that God should make a law against sin and then have a hand in breaking his own law? God in his providence permits men's sins. Quote, he allowed all nations to walk in their own ways from Acts 14:16, God permitted their sin, which he never would if he could not bring good out of it. Hear that. The only reason that God permits sins is because he can bring good out of it. He would not permit sins if he could not bring good out of it. Mm. So the permission, this permissive decree to allow men to do what they want, falls under God's sovereign uh, you know, plan without him being the one to actually bring it about. Um, had not sin been permitted, God's justice in punishing sin and his mercy in pardoning sin had not been so well manifested. The Lord is pleased to permit sin, but he has no hand in sin. Uh, that's, a, that's a really helpful way for me to think about it, mm. that... If God is not absolutely sovereign, if the doctrine of providence, as it is articulated in the 1689, is not true, then how is it possible that God can cause all things to work together for the good of those who love him? Yeah, that's right. I don't think it is. So the doctrine of providence ought to be seen as – I'm going to go back to what Jimmy said – Um, God's hand in the lives of his people, God's hand in, uh, the, the works of the world and creation, but not in the sense of, you know, the way that, that people are suggesting when Thomas is answering this question, God doesn't have a hand in their sins as if he's bringing it about himself, but his hand is allowing them to do what they want to do and then holding them responsible for it and here's his hand really manifested i'm going to bring good out of the evil actions of mm. wicked men
1: mm. and not just good Joe. i mean there's a uh there, there's a purpose behind it right, right. like it's it, it's not just flippant i guess that that's what's important to be here is that when we're talking about god's decree and god's providence and that it's god's hand in in uh in creation there's a purpose behind it and I think we struggle. Some I, mean, I don't know if we struggle with it. I think we yeah. we struggle with knowing what the purpose is. Right. Um, or maybe seeing the purpose. Or maybe seeing so we can't, the so we can't see exactly. It. We struggle with seeing the purpose. I mean, but the sixteen nine right here tells us in chapter five paragraph one. You know what is the purpose of providence? To the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy. Right. It's all about the glory of. God himself. It reveals the goodness and
0: love and uh, uh, mercy of God. But we, you know, we and I I get the problem, right? Because we don't always see the purpose, right? How do I mean? Where do we, how is God's wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy seen in his providence when bad guys do bad things? things, Right. And so we don't always see it right now. We will ultimately one day see it very clearly. Yeah. But for now we don't like, so, um, I was when I was in uh, when I was out at uh, South South Africa. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Kapalchik, he's a member of our church. His family, he's, he and his wife are members, and they got they got like ten kids or something. Uh, 12. And uh, is it twelve? Yeah, twelve teen, twelve teen, twelve yeah, teen. Yeah, kids. that's the, They um, <clears throat> so great people. I mean, goodness sakes, they're godly, awesome, spiritually minded people. And so um, Elias, my son, and my daughter Madeline hang out with their kids, and they mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff together. Well, of course, Elias likes to watch. You know, movies that would be considered a little, probably a little more scary. Oh, you g- know. give us an example. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I'm just give us saying. an example. I I don't, I, I, I can't think of one off the top uh, of my head. It, but oh, that would be one. Yeah, okay. sure, sure. Okay, so you can <laughs> think of one off the top of your head. So, <laughs> so my kid like, my, some of my kids like horror movies, and uh, and some of the Kapolchik's kids like horror movies. Uh, but Stephen was like, hey man, um, why don't you walk me through some of your thinking about horror movies and whether or not they're appropriate mm. and all that? So we had a good conversation on it, and um. And, you know, obviously a lot of this depends on not only the content of the movie, but the the, the maturity of your kid and yeah, the sensitivity of kid. Yeah, what your they kid. can handle, yeah. And so this didn't come from Stephen, but I, I, I've had this posited to me before. Like, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. That movie shows evil, satanic people, and in the end, they win, and the good guys lose. How could you watch that? How could you watch, like, there's a movie recently that came out called, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I, I saw a, a movie recently, and... um and it's definitely uh, the 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 main character mm-hmm. it winds up uh, being taken over by the devil and, um, and or, evil he said, wins. Yeah, the guy
1: that's you know snaps his finger and half the universe is gone. Yes, I understand. I have no idea what that is. Continue. Yes, the that's movie not, it, definitely it, it, not what it, it is. It was Infinity War. Con- okay, yes. no, I don't want. Yes, I know. Evil won. Okay. Continue.
0: So you know, I feel it's like whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, or like the movie The Witch. Uh, in the end, evil wins and good loses. How can you be How can you watch that or endorse that? Because we know that evil doesn't win. Okay. Ultimately, evil doesn't win. Mm -hmm. But there are battles in which evil does win. And there are righteous people who suffer to death. Yeah. Um, So, yes, God will ultimately uh, show... In that his providence has worked for his glory and the good of his people, even though right now we might not see it. yeah and so you know some stories that we might read or a movie that we might watch might depict one aspect of evil winning over good, um, but that is not the end, that is not the outcome and so even in art. You know, it, art reflects this—that we don't always see the glory of God no. uh, in the immediate, but ultimately, in the end, the purpose of God's providence will be made known. And mm. I think for us, th- this is where faith comes in because we rely on what He has told us, even when we, even when life feels chaotic, uh, we rest on, we rely on this promise that He will cause all these details of our lives to work out for the manifestation of His wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy, and we are the beneficiaries of that. So, Joe,
1: I mean. I, when we talk about uh, the providence of God in this doctrine, I mean this should—I um, mean this shouldn't move us, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there should should be some sort of response. Uh, and I, I know we've talked about this in uh, kind of in three ways: whether
0: it's uh, confidence, conviction, conduct, right? And the three ways that we we always encourage people when you're looking at a doctrine, mm-hmm. right? These are the three connection points to your life, a- exactly, right? So, so any doctrine that you are considering, how does it produce confidence in you? before God and before the world, mm-hmm. uh, what conviction should it bring about in your heart, so you yep. think affections, and what conduct should it result in. That's right.
1: So I think uh, when we think of confidence, I, I think for me, where's what, what my confidence before God, is that uh, my confidence before God is that, I, that we have a loving creator, a loving God, a sovereign God, that in his infinite goodness, mercy, wisdom, power, justice, that he that that he uh takes care of us right right right. And that the, these things that are going on in our lives that whether we're going through trials or or, or struggles or whether we're going through through seasons of good and abundance or, or seasons mm-hmm. of of drought uh that our sovereign god is still there
0: abundance or absence Abund- so you can get the alliteration oh, okay, going. I'm you go. Yes, yeah. i apologize. you sorry. yes you want abundance yeah, yeah i know i'm, I'm, I'm just drought. i'm
1: not baptist okay. enough for okay. you okay you gotta get more
0: baptist oh okay I think that's great man. I I that's how I think about it too, honestly. It's it it is because life does feel chaotic. And I I'll, I'll be honest, you know we and we talk about this from time to time that you know a lot of pastoral ministry is walking people through the yeah. valley of the shadow of death. It's walking people through suffering and darkness and pain. And so the it boy it, there is so much darkness in the world. The world is a dangerous place uh, regardless of where you live. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of affliction. And if you're merely looking at your circumstances, uh, it's easy then to allow that to be the filter through which you understand God. Yeah. But like Psalm 73, uh, the psalmist was tempted to do that there. But instead, what we need to do is take a step back and say like, okay, my confidence here before the face of God and before the world is that he has providentially ordered the things that I am going through in a way that will result in his good. He will use... Uh, human frailty and he will use human wickedness ultimately for good and even even if we can't see it right now. So I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. My confidence is not in the ease of my mm. circumstances yeah, but in that's good. That's good uh, the execution of God's providence. Whoa. 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 You see the Whoa. two E's? Got two E's in there.
1: Whoa. That was pretty good. So <laughs> now, Joe, we're going to talk about an area that you struggle with now.
0: Uh, height, it, height,
1: height. <laughs> what, what we talk about this doctrine? Uh, what does it do in your heart? Like, how, how should you be? Feeling? Why would I struggle with that? Because you are, uh, you're cold hearted.
0: Uh, I don't still, have a heart. That's part of the problem. You're, <laughs> so, so I was with Dane Ortland. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, name drop. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we were at. He was in South <laughs> Africa, and uh, and he was he, at one point. He looked at me and he goes. Well, you don't you, you don't have this problem because you don't have a heart Joe there's no heart in there so um, yeah I think that's a that's I think that's a fair um, question to ask all of us right mm-hmm. so what what affection should this produce in somebody who's experiencing that yeah um, and so when you're thinking about affections you're thinking about things like um, love or hatred or fear or joy yeah. um, things like that and uh, one of the things that I think it, it produces in me uh, is is this sort of twofold um, Peace and joy. If I'm receiving it properly, right? Because one is, um, wow, I, I have a sense of peace knowing that God has a has a plan and He's ordering things like in my life actively. Um, so even when like I don't have the answer and I don't know what the outcome is, or maybe I do know what the outcome is and it's going to hurt. Yeah, I can begin to have peace about it because I know that there, it, God's taking me somewhere in it, and then there is joy. Now, obviously in the good, that's easy, right? Because it's not just an accident that happened. God gave me that for a purpose. Um, but there's even joy in the sadness because God hasn't left me alone. He hasn't mm. abandoned me. I'm not a victim of chaos. Um, I am a participant in um in God's th- this play that He has put together yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. No, that's What really- about you? What do you when you when you think about conviction and affection, what does this doctrine do in you?
1: Um I think uh um I think the I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's not. It's like it, I'm trying to think of like trust, right? Like there's, but peace. I guess it, it gives me peace.
0: You're taking my word. Oh, did I take your word? Yeah, I said peace.
1: Oh, I wasn't listening to you because uh, yeah, Jim came in. A cigar. Yeah, old man Jim came in to get a cigar, and he was like standing right behind me, hovering, and I did. So I really wasn't paying attention to you.
0: Yeah, no peace. Yeah, so go with that. Like uh, you know, trust, dependency, like whatever.
1: Exactly. So that in the midst of whatever circumstance, knowing that God is God is there. Um. Yeah, I think peace. Peace is what would be for me. I think the hardest part about this doctrine is the conduct, and I right. think for me, uh, when I when I think of that word conduct and what I should be doing, I think what I should be doing is is praying. Yeah, I should be praying and praising, and I think in in that I struggle with in the midst of whatever's going on, to praise God that He is that He is infinitely good despite me not seeing the outcome
0: right so like let's just go ahead and and in, in a sense um affirm what um sheldon powers would say stop what
1: <laughs> stop what dr is, flowers dr.
0: Flower. um he would say like, hey listen if if why do anything why care why pray against something if god is ordered all things you know in your life um and listen uh, i don't i'm not i'm not about to argue that people don't have that thought or that struggle um i certainly embrace this doctrine and there is a temptation to say, like, well, it'll be what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Why bother praying? It is what it is. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there, that is a temptation, but it is an abuse of the doctrine, and it's a misunderstanding of the doctrine. It's it's a grasping of, you know, a quarter of the doctrine, but not the whole thing. And so, yeah, I think it ought to move us to, like you said, pray and praise God in the midst of all of these things. But it also should encourage us to act our part, right? And by act, I don't mean pretend. I mean be active. Yes, God is provident, uh, providentially caring for me in my life, mm. but um, I am responsible for my actions and my actions have meaning and value uh, and eternal significance because you know all of it is working out in accordance with God's plan. So I, I should want to be really involved at 100%, doing my best, mm. giving my all, um, to, to play my part in God's plan. And again, we're going to have to embrace the mystery of, well, it's God's plan and He's providentially caring for all these things, and yet... Even experientially, I, I, I see that I am doing what, or I'm not doing either way, but it's on me. Like, I, I am acting out in accordance with my own nature, my own desires. Mm. So, yeah, I, 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 I definitely think that this is might be the harder part of application, is yeah. what should we do. But maybe you start, maybe we can start with what you said. You start by praying.
1: Because C- I'm basic. Continue. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, you basic. Basic. Um, and praising and that will probably frame our minds and our hearts in such a way where we can begin to more confidently uh conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of God's glory mm. um that and that reflect this doctrine i don't know man i'd like to, i'd like to know um we're going to we're going to list link some resources for you guys yeah. um because we have you know watson's uh we have some stuff online. You can read for free by Watson. Um, we'll link to some books on the doctrine of Providence that you can purchase. Uh, this is definitely, I don't Here, I'll tell you this. So I've had guys, non-Christians who are, who are walking through severe affliction. I, one guy in particular, a member of Redeemer now, uh, when he was a non-Christian, he was dying. He was in the hospital. And, uh, I gave him, uh, behind a frowning Providence by Murray. Um, I had him read all things for good, uh, by Watson. And, he uh, God used the doctrine of providence mm. uh, as it's connected to the gospel in particular to bring this guy to faith, and ultimately, in, in God's mercy and kindness, He healed this brother, and uh, and he's alive and well today. Mm. But um, this doctrine is uh, intensely practical; it it needs to be experiential, or we're not really embracing all of it. We'd love to know what you're reading, yep. uh, your recommendations, and I'd like to know, like, wh- how does the how does the doctrine of providence give you confidence uh, and conviction and lead you to conduct yourselves in a certain way. Like, there's ways that, that it's God's working in you that might be different from us. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to hear from them. How do they How do they participate in the conversation, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, you can uh, follow us online on Twitter and Instagram at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, doctrinedevotion.com There you can contact us. You could sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. You know, in, in case you guys haven't bookmarked it yet, you're gonna to want to bookmark the1689confession.com. And Joe, if people want to follow the 1689 Confession online, where do
0: they go? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. What? what what's the? Uh... Uh, yeah. You know, it's it, there's 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 Aww, a Joe. there's like a there's like Aww, an Instagram thing. Joe. So if you go to Instagram. Joey. Dot com I'm... slash the. Sixteen. You lost this, like you lost your passport. 1689 Is that it? Let's see. Aww. Nope, that ain't it. Uh, the sixteen eighty-nine confession. <laughs> this is not going well. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know this stuff. Why don't you know? You're you the ha- social media. Guy. No, hey. you handle that account. Okay. I don't. Okay. You go to uh, Instagram.com/slash/the1689confession. Mm. You can follow us on there or on Twitter. Yeah, I don't handle those accounts. Uh. Uh, I think Twitter is just. Um, uh the 1689. Slash the 1689. There you here go. I
1: was trying to help. Man, I don't know that stuff. You should know it. Nah.
0: You should. You're in you're in charge of those two accounts. Yeah, you're a social media guy.
1: Not those not for those accounts. Yeah,
0: we're well, gonna I, be. No, no, I yeah. got no
1: access to yeah. those. Oh, you're gonna have it. No, I ain't doing any of
0: that. Yeah, so yeah. 1689 website is so good. Designed by Brian Malcolm. Beautiful. It's the whole confession. It looks beautiful on your phone, on your mm. tablet, on your desktop. Share that with people, man. Let, let people know. It's all free, all for you. And uh
1: now that Everyone else uh, checked out already. For those of you that stayed behind to the end, we're going to let you guys know something. It's coming up. Next week, mm-hmm. we're announcing, we're revealing, we're going to be talking about Doc and Devo 19. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. What, we're going to what, give what, all the details. We can give them, we can give the dates right now. We can give them the dates. That's Give them fine. the dates. Give them the dates. Save the date. Save the, save the date? Yeah, that, save the date. Do you say that if it's not a wedding?
0: Oh, yeah. Alright,
1: hold on It is This is my... a wedding
0: between Doctrine and devotion, yo
1: Um I did not approve That terminology It is May 3rd and 4th May yeah. 3rd and 4th We can't talk about Anything else No, going... man
0: But like You remember last year This is bigger It's better. gonna be bigger It'll yeah. be more
1: Yeah Well, maybe not better Well it, it Better every year of It course. gets better every year yeah. You know Some people are coming back Some new people are showing up Yeah we might have expanded certain things. It's a two-day conference now. Well, it was two-day before, but I'm talking about like yep. we've we've expanded.
0: Yeah. So there's um, gonna be more than what you. So all the stuff that we offered last year there's gonna be that and, and be more offerings and more. And our premier partner is amazing. Premier partner. So we've got sponsors and yep. premier partner partnering with us to bring this to you and make it really, really good. Oh, I can't wait to announce that, man! I can't wait. And oh, Dan Brogan cool. is coming back, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Who? Dan Brogan.
1: <laughs> Dan Brogan. I have no, no I'm idea just messing what with you're it. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. We're starting to get some video content on Fridays. Later.